when I played a lucky picnic for the first time when I got to do um backing vocals with Sole um I remember I'd met her earlier that year and she sent me a message and I was like oh my god like it's like you want me to do back and forth for you um, and then getting to do amazing things like getting to play on the main stage of the body and soul and get to play longitude like that's crazy like that shouldn't happen do you know what I mean like it's just it's mad hello and welcome back to another episode of the interviews I'm your host Connor Finn and on this week's episode I had the pleasure of sitting down for a chat with absolutely lovely Gemma Bradley. Gemma is one of Ireland's biggest up-and-coming artists. She's a musician, singer, songwriter, and also a BBC broadcaster. We chatted about Gemma's exciting journey into music, the inspiration behind her unique style, Gemma's blazing rise to fame, and the amazing experiences she's had so early in her career. Gemma was such a lovely, down-to-earth person to just have a chat with, And I was just thrilled that I had an opportunity to chat through all the amazing things that she's done so far. And I can't wait to see where she goes from here. So without further ado, please enjoy this latest episode of Interviews with the brilliant Gemma Bradley. Well, welcome back to another episode of Interviews. I am thrilled to have on the show this week. It is, of course, the brilliant Gemma Bradley. How's it going, Gemma? I'm great. How's it going with you? Yeah, it's not going too bad. We were just kind of discussing there. It feels a bit of a weird situation now because you're so used to, you know, chatting and interviewing people. And here's me at the other end, kind of, I I don't know if I'm allowed to be doing this, but um, here we are now. <laughs> <laughs> uh... But here, uh, Gemma, if people, you know, don't know you or are wondering, you know, what we might be talking about on the podcast, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from and kind of your background, maybe what you're known for. Just give a, the give, give listeners a little bit of a tease. Yeah. <laughs> well, a little bit of a tease. Uh, yeah, of course. Um, so I'm, I'm Gemma. I am, I'm from Draperstown, which is a small country town um yep. <laughs> uh, near near Marfelt's you know if anyone's up that direction and um, from there and um I'm a musician I'm a singer songwriter I'm also a guitar tutor and I'm also a broadcaster as well yeah exactly I mean um I say like I love when I'm interviewing people that they're like I'm just like this and this like like I don't think it's until people kind of like say to somebody else what they actually do that they're like Wait, what? <laughs> like, as I said, like, singer, songwriter, I mean, like, as well, like, you're, like, you do BBC introduce and, like, across the line, like, from yourself being a relatively young musician, that's, I mean, fucking killing it, by the way. Um, I'm obsessed. Um, well, if you're trying to Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I'd like, I'd that written down there for a while. Um, but no, like, <laughs> You're still so young. You're still coming out with so much like new music as well. But at the same time, you're like balancing this kind of like, you know, you're presenting on national radio. Like, does that not kind of like make you kind of go back and go like, oh, this isn't too bad for a girl from Draper's Town? Like, 
<laughs> yeah, do you know what? I was saying to somebody the other day, um, you know, when I was younger and I'd come up to Belfast and you'd walk past like the BBC studios and you'd be like, whoa, like it's nearly like imagine getting to go on and get played on across the line or, you know, <laughs> or just even get to go in there. I was like, wow, that's amazing. And then little did I know then I'll be in there like every day, like, you know, doing the radio and things like that. So um, it, it was a wee bit mental just to think that, gosh, I, I wouldn't have even dreamed of that when I was young because I'd be like, that's so unattainable. But here we are. I love it. <laughs> I love that we're being like, yeah, God, like when I was young, I couldn't see that. And there's probably people that are listening and be like, you guys are literal children. <laughs> <laughs> and we're being like, yeah, wow, just my wildest dreams. <laughs> like, yeah, you're like, back in my day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but here, I mean, as you mentioned, like you were like, you You've been doing, obviously, music, you know, performance and stuff for a while. And, you know, you're walking past BBC growing up, like, you know, anytime that you're ever in Belfast, like, same with myself. I know you see the big sign, you're going like, oh, my God, what would happen if I ever get to that stage? But, like, kind of bring us back to, like... <laughs> when you, like, maybe first start... Sorry, I'm just laughing now. I'm kind of like, when you first start, I'm like... For so many people, this is them being like, I've interviewed being like 20, 40 years ago. I like, I mean, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, tell us anyways, when do you kind of first get into music? Because that's literally, that's what's grounded around everything that you've done so far. Like, was it something mm-hmm. that you'd always gravitated towards, like had a passion for, or did you have another path potentially in mind? Like, did you ever like envision yourself being a presenter at any stage or... I mean, it definitely didn't because I always say it's very funny that they've let me do this because I can barely speak in normal conversations, let alone on the radio. Um, but so <laughs> I had never really thought about that. But I guess where I started um, on the music side of things was when I was in primary school and um, they had like, they nearly audition you to play um, an instrument. So I, I auditioned to play violin, really want to play violin. And um they asked us to uh, sing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Well, I forgot the words and I didn't get in to play violin. Absolutely <laughs> devastated. I was devastated. So then the next week I heard they were doing ones for guitar and I was like, okay, I'll try guitar. And then um, oh. they, uh, I was like, oh, I hope they do it. But they didn't make me sing Twinkle Twinkle. So I got in. It was great. So I uh, started playing guitar and then I attended some workshops at Glasgowbury. Um, they are like a community um, creative hub and they do loads of different things. At the time, the odd time they do things with a real key project and they put on workshops for children in music and it could have been guitar, drums, um, music production, things like that. So hmm. I went there and um, we were writing songs and things like that. And I was only about, only about like nine or something around that stage. And I was like, this is deadly. I want to do this. Jesus. I am um, for like my 10th birthday. I bought a drum kit. <laughs> Could only play like one beat on the drums, but I was like, no, this is what I want. Like saved up my pocket money. And uh, I think uh, I got it at Danny Otterson's music shop. He gave me like a tenner off or something. I was like <laughs> thinking I was a pure like bargain hunter and all that. Um, <laughs> So that's kind of how I got into music. And then through that, I stayed on kind of with Glasgow branded workshops with them. They gave me opportunities. Like I did my first ever radio interview with them. It was like an internet radio station. I was so like nervous, but I was also buzzing. And then <laughs> they also gave me like opportunities to play at the festival um, when it was running. And I, it's honestly was one of the best festivals. And um, I'm totally biased, like, because I'm like proper live, breathe Glasgow, you know what I mean? But, um, 
it was a deadly local festival so um through that I just kind of worked my way up through the scene gigging and um going to gigs as well and um just checking out all the new music so that's kind of how I got in the music side um, yeah. and then presenting was different again I'd never really thought of it before <laughs> yeah I mean suppose that's not the worst way to kind of come up I mean start off violin they said sorry maybe maybe not today um and you went sure yeah yeah you know what I don't actually (laughs) want to do that anyways yeah I actually uh the car is way cooler yeah I mean to be fair I kind of wish I actually like play like violin like well like not like classical but like like trad stuff but I kind of wish somebody Mm -hmm. went like maybe leave that one behind and start adding to guitar because <laughs> there's never anybody at an after party that goes like Connor get out your fiddle um so uh <laughs> I feel like it's a bit more of a niche I, I feel like you were saved a wee bit of pain there throughout your growing up they don't they don't ask you to play Wonderwall on the violin no you know? <laughs> I mean I'm waiting I'm waiting for it's because it's because I was just so good at saying twinkle twinkle that they're uh-huh. like you know yeah you know <laughs> You knew the words. I didn't. <laughs> oh, 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 I was prepped. Yeah, yeah. I had them written on the arm and everything. Um, that's mad, though. That, like, you know, that's how the kind of... I Like, I've never heard of anybody but that, that was like, right, audition, see what kind of, like, instrument you're going to fit in with. Like, I only remember that in secondary school. We we got, like, split up into, like, there was, uh, like, the different, like, bits of, like, like um, the music world and stuff like this. Like, we were, mm-hmm. like woodwinds and stuff like this but then everybody wanted to be percussion because they got like the african drums and shit and it was really cool oh, and then you're like oh yeah 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 but i mean from going from that like and then obviously as you said glasgow and stuff like these like taking it on it's kind of been a bit of like it, it seems that this has just so- been something that's been kind of intrinsic to your life since uh <laughs> since you're no age like you were saying you were nine when you like were getting a drum kit which I'm sure your parents were thrilled about uh... <laughs> oh 100% we'll just like keep them outside yeah <laughs> yeah in the shed where nobody can hear them <laughs> yeah <laughs> just don't tell the neighbours yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah but like I suppose that, like for me that sounds like so mad like as I suppose everybody always, you know, for a lot of musicians, they start out so young, stuff like this. But like that kind of progression you've got on and where it's kind of led to so far has it, it like so many people, I suppose, are trying to always like, oh, trying to make it and stuff like this or like trying to bring out mm-hmm. stuff like things. And, you know, you hear about them, like even my mates back at home, they would have had a band. They would have been doing gigs and bits and bobs like this. But so many times life just gets in the way and people tend to be like oh yeah I used to play it a bad or I used to do something like this so I'm always like when somebody you know has property stuck to it and it's paying off for them so well you're like fucking yeah <laughs> yeah no I think it's one of those things that I um I just I don't think I could like do life and not be musical or creative in some way like um it just it just wouldn't be me and I know even for like going to uni I I uh, studied down in BIM uh in Dublin and um basically it's a music college and I studied um commercial modern music there and songwriting things like that which is like it was deadly but like I nearly I nearly applied for radiography because 
and you know which is I know it's so stupid like it's so stupid because I can't even imagine me trying to do radiography now because I, I just couldn't I have a friend who does it and I'm like no not for me but I think it's because when you're that age you're at school you're really conditioned to go down that academic route mm. and you know um a lot of teachers don't really know about the other areas that say for example BIM like not a lot of people knew about BIM and the only reason I knew about it was because my guitar teacher had went there and had told mm. me about it and was like this is a deadly course and I was like oh cool um, and I remember the night before because I'm a procra- procrastinator the night before <laughs> my uh, my what's it called your, you know your personal statement it was due I was like writing it like like <laughs> I was so annoyed I, I was really like, wanna, like yeah because you have like, to really, really sell wanna, yourself yeah I love to phones say and things like that and x-rays yeah so yeah. I was selling myself and I like I showed it to my mom and she was like like do you do you want to do this like do you actually and I was like not really no I'm just I'm just doing it because sure it's a job and you know and then she's like don't do it like just do something you want to do so I was like I was like okay so just like deleted everything I wrote and then the next day I was like right let's let's see if I can get into BIM whether it be in London Manchester or Dublin wherever I'm Mm. gonna try get in and that's what I did so yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah I mean if there was going to be one or two ways you're like should I do a bit of music or should I you know my passion my passion for bones and uh like <laughs> just uh it's, it's so rife I mean maybe that can just be you know a wee side hustle really on site be like if anybody needs some you know radiography work and a bit yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm your gal <laughs> but I suppose yeah like when you're talking about them like actually um, I'm down in Dublin myself right now, but I used oh. to live just like up the street from them and I had no idea what, like, what it really was because I was like, new to Dublin. Um, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> literally the mind of people that come out of it, I don't know if you know that wee cafe, like across the road from it, it's like Liberty Ginger. Kitchen or something. Oh, Liberty Kitchen, is that what it's called? Maybe, it's been a while since I've been down that way. There was one when I was there and it was like an orange shop and it's called Ginger and everyone used to go into it to get like, um, like, rules and stuff yeah yeah (laughs) there's like a i think i think this one might be a newer one but it's um Mm -hmm. like literally i didn't know what like bim was or whatever but then from going kind of walked out Sarah like popping for coffee felt mm-hmm. like it's been fancy and just looking around and like seeing all these people that like it felt like a proper like everybody looked really trendy and everybody looked like yeah. they're gonna be the next big thing and I was like do you ever watch like those shows like I don't know when you're growing up or where it's kind of like a like these ones like they're almost like Disney going after the music colleges or whatever and everybody's like trying to be like their own thing I remember I was like literally sitting oh, there being like how do they do this like, like, I, like okay. I just like be in this little world like you know sipping away at a coffee and be like why am I here <laughs> <laughs> of course I wasn't there I was just I was just posing to try to be <laughs> yeah try to be part of the gang like yeah uh, I, I'd, I'd already made it as a famous violinist so it, it's fine like exactly uh, you know yeah yeah <laughs> this is what I'm falling back on now just interviewing people but I suppose <laughs> like you're like it's interesting that you say that like maybe <laughs> radiography was like a potential like kind of trajectory for you to go down like but mm-hmm. like like I was going to say, like, what was the inspiration because, like, behind I suppose your music? Because yours in particular, the reason I want to speak to you is mm-hmm. I think your music is so kind of different from what people would class as, like, you know, Irish like female artists. Like, it's 
like it's this whole kind of like new wave of like kind of that like pop like r&b thing but like i i don't really i don't even think i'd listen to like r&b or like pop either one of them like yours is like its mm-hmm. own kind of niche of it and it's like own representative like just from being down dublin i've started listening to like more kind of dublin musicians and uh there's another gem i actually like it reminds me of uh, Gemma Dunleavy, like, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love Gemma Dunleavy. Yeah, like, She's fantastic. Like similar, like that kind of new age of work that I've kind of been like fallen into recently. That's why I was like, th- this is like a mad thing. Maybe it's from the re- like you know radiography. People were just inspired to come up with this new kind of style. But um, was there like and was there any inspiration kind of behind this new you know? stretch music that kind of diverges away from like the traditional you know cores cranberries kind of style you know that like pug scene or like is there anyone or anything that particularly influenced you I suppose yeah um well I suppose like for me I've never been traditional in a sense um like I, I didn't really listen to people like the cores or the cranberries oh. growing up they just weren't my Sorry, vibe just... or anything like that um, Sorry, the like, ends you... here. <laughs> Sorry, you're out. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah they, they weren't really my thing growing up. Um, and not because I don't think they're good or anything like that, but it's just, it's just not my vibe. Um, whereas, like, I, when I was younger, I would listen to a lot of Bob Marley, like Amy Winehouse, um, Macy Gray, people like that. Um, even, like, even now, there's, like, newer people, obviously, I listen to as well, like Izzy Bazoo and Mahalia. Um, pet mullet and people like that and I just find I just love that kind of new sound but when I'm writing a song or whatever like I don't I, I don't think about it it just happens if that makes sense I, I'll hear a melody and away we go you know um so and I don't that's probably I'm terrible at explaining like the process but that kind of they would be my influences as such but at the mm. same time I also don't sound anything like them if you know what I mean I just I've just always had my own kind of style like even when I was younger I would have actually been like quite influenced by the folk scene because um I would have spent a lot of time with folk writers in Derry and um different things because you used to do a lot of stuff in Derry when I was younger um but I would have been exposed to, to those people so I would have been big into like really storytelling and um you know obviously like, just like painting images and things like that but then I would like pair them with these like non-folk um non-folk melody so nobody really knew what style or genre my music was like it's always been really hard to put a label on because it's a bit of pop uh well back in the day it was a bit of pop a bit of like folk and it's like you can't be like pop folk it's a bit jarring you'd like they don't go together um at all and now obviously i i kind of do the pop r&b thing but again we say pop r&b it's not what you think. Like so it, it doesn't sound like pop R&B either. So I've always found it hard to put like a, a label genre wise on my um on my music. So I'm just like it's a bit of this and a bit of that and a bit of that. Do you know what I mean? So it's just a big mixture. Um. So yeah, that's that's kind of um, it's kind of that I guess. And like even like when I'm writing, I just be influenced quite a lot just by like life and things I see and situations that maybe I've been in or people I know have been in um or sometimes just you know when I'm things are all doom and gloom let's just make like a big comment on society do you know what I mean (laughs) so things like that but um that's kind (laughs) of the main inspiration but behind my music I just love catchy melodies and um I'm very like even if I'm writing about a sad topic I like to still keep it 
upbeat or fun in some way to mm. um, juxtapose with the message, you know, like um, for a really good example of a song like that is, do you know, um, that song Allure's on Dance or something? It's like a, uh, I'm not, I, you know, I'm not even going to try and do it because I'll not do it justice, but it's like a good song and it's like, it's basically saying it sounds like he says, I love dance the whole way through the song. But really, he's he's it's French, like it's a French song. But mm-hmm. the whole time, he's actually singing about how much he hates work and how bad his life is and all this. But the song is like, duh, 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 like it's a proper tune. And I used to love the song. I just thought it was such a great um thing because people would be in the nightclubs chanting this, be like, you know. But really, they're all saying like, oh, I hate my life. Like, but I just thought that that um, juxtaposition was so good. I just thought it's really funny. So that's what I like to do in my songs too. <laughs> <laughs> no like I think that's one of the things as well like like some of my friends would like you know re- have written songs stuff like that I like that's why I'm so interested in like the kind of where mm-hmm. people's mindsets come from because I cannot write songs like I I could do like a wee like melody or anything like that but like in terms of lyrics stuff like that like does not work for me like I just it, it does not like the way that you're kind of explaining it be like this is my thought process it god no like i cannot do that <laughs> so i'm really intrigued like how people come to this but yeah i suppose like there's so many like uh, as well like with lyrics and things like so much of the time like because i can't think of lyrics i tend and i think it's probably with the, like if like a lot of trad music you know it just be like diddly d stuff so like i'm more used to like picking up like the notes that are you know kind of just picking up mm-hmm. the bit of the tune i suppose people like that would be in clubs where they don't really listen to the lyrics but like so many times I've like came back to songs I've been like sorry what like I think it was like a Lily Allen song like it's not for it was literally about like her like the guy couldn't get her off in bed and all like this and it, it, I literally only found that out this weekend and I was like oh my god I used to sing that when I was like you know like 14 15 <laughs> like uh, the funny thing like, is people are still singing that now I don't know <laughs> yeah. if you see on TikTok and they're all these like American or US like dancers are dancing and they're doing like like cry faces and stuff like that and they're like oh no but I'm like do you do you know what that song's actually saying like you know what I mean because <laughs> yeah. you're not listening to the lyrics and I'm like you're just doing actions you're like oh this is really sad blah 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 but I'm like you need to listen to those lyrics. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so. Like, so I think, like, in a grand scheme, it's like so many people just don't even pick it up. So that's why I'm like, I wonder if people like bring it in intentionally to be like, people are going to be saying some weird shit, but they're going to love the beat. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think it is intentional sometimes. And yeah. I think that's sometimes I think that's just so smart. Um, in a songwriting sense because you could have the most depressing message in the world but people will still play it and like chant it back to you and mm. not realize but that again it's like like i say tiktok <laughs> even children like there's songs that i hear them singing and i'm like you you don't know what that means you shouldn't be singing that you're seven like do you know what i mean <laughs> so um it's just funny yeah <laughs> but I suppose like as well from that like before this career maybe in music like mm-hmm. songwriting presents stuff like this I always ask any of my guests um to tell us maybe about some of the kind of jobs that maybe informed uh the people that they are today like who they grew into um mm-hmm. so I, I don't know if from obviously music's been such a constant kind of part that you've done and like from studying and stuff like this but I don't know you said you take inspiration from a lot of your stuff from like things that happen or you know things are like doing your like whatever's happening in your life mm-hmm. like 
has there been any kind of like jobs that you've done, say like just horrendous part-time jobs? Those are the ones I'd kind of reference into. Everybody has them. Um, that yeah. maybe you think, oh my God, like this probably informed like why I went maybe down like this route, maybe with like a bit of my stuff or like inspired some things. I don't know. Uh <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say they were horrendous at all, to be fair. Like I've, I haven't had like too many jobs. I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of lucky in that sense. Like I, um, it's, <laughs> it's really bad, but right, I just, um, <laughs> everything's just been I easy. Think, <laughs> it's just, it's just, you know, I just, it's been easy for me, you know, <laughs> no, um, I think when I, uh, when I was just starting like my first job that I had, um, like proper job because I don't I don't classify like you know when you like just babysit for like your neighbor or something like that that's mm. just like you just do that standard or whatever but like my first like proper like proper job was like in like our local shop and um I had, like one shift it was like a 12 hour shift um once every two weeks and it killed me not like there was nothing wrong with the shop but I was just like I was just like this is not my calling in life and I just remember being there one day <laughs> and I've been out the night before uh, so I was quite hungover and um bear in mind I started at 12 like it's not even like I started early I, I it every just two used to weeks go. as well like I know I know shifts. I know and you know it's just like it's just because I was young too and when you're young you don't get like deadly pay or anything but at the time I thought I was like rolling in the cash like this is deadly I only have to work like once every two weeks but um like I say I was hungover that day and it was near Christmas and I had to wear a Christmas hat. And I just remember, like, hating life that day. Just being like, oh, what am I doing? Like, what? And then someone is asking me where the eggs were at. And I don't know why. They always move the eggs in the shop. And I would just be like, I don't know. So I would take customers around with me. And we'd go on a hunt for eggs. Like, this is what I did. Because I never knew where the eggs were at. But, um, yeah. that I mean, that's just... I just remember being like, no. I need to not do this um for too much longer. And like say, then I actually got offered a job in Glasgowbury teaching. Um, so for a while I did teaching. Um, I, I would like it'd be after school. I'd come from school and then teach um in the evenings, and then mm. on a Saturday or whatever I would go and work my toner's job. But then I got enough pupils so that I could just, you know, just scrap the job in the shop. Um, which was great. Um, because I, I much preferred teaching. Mm. Um, and so I did that for a while. I still do that. Um, <laughs> so I do. Um, but then when I moved to Dublin studying, I end up getting a job in a kitchen showroom. This is like an admin person, you know, make people coffee, things like that. And that was pretty mm -hmm. chill, to be honest. Um, like I would, be, I would sit, we, because we had a big showroom and um, a lot of the time I'd be there by myself or if somebody, you know, the designer was away looking at houses to fit kitchens and all that, mm. I'd be in by myself. And the showroom was like like a really big, showroom and I had deadly reverb on it so I used to just sit and sing and like write songs and stuff like as well like for this one of my songs I, I wrote a bridge in there and I was like this is class because I was just looking for a bridge like and I had been for weeks and I didn't know what to do and I just started singing I was like that's it so um but I can't say they've definitely like I've never written about um those experiences but maybe I might put them in a song someday um yeah yeah <laughs> you know Could yeah potentially like hunting around for eggs uh, yeah do you know what I mean like I see yeah. there's potential there really uh, <laughs> I mean no. I could definitely write oh sorry go ahead <laughs> oh god no, no sorry <laughs> 
Oh, I was going to say, I could definitely write a song about like working in the shop and then, you know, you've counted like the scratch cards, put them away and then somebody will come in and be like, can I have a scratch card? And you're like, no, you can't. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I think that like, I mean, usually to be honest, um, I think like everybody's kind of probably aspires to have had like the kind of like that trajectory that you have like you've been very lucky like someone's I've chatted on the podcast before have been like yeah to like call centers whatever like this and they're like like got like in real jammy situations where they're literally like yeah it was on strike for about three weeks so I just got paid and then left after summer um oh but then gosh. I've heard of ones like working in cinemas and like having to pick up some questionable substances off the floor like um oh, like Tim McGarry was my guest last week like uh like you know I, I don't know if you know Tim like like he did like give him a headpiece stuff like this but he says that he like I actually saw him in a comedy show the other week <laughs> oh yeah so, yeah Todd, he was chatting about yeah, yeah. that but he was talking yeah. about like he was working like as a hospital porter and like just yeah I think just like from I think you kind of need to do like these jobs it says we're like where you're putting like this world of like meeting people or like just like get like a real world view of the place even if it is you know like working in a shop or whatever like this or like another person you know I've had in the podcast like worked in McDonald's and she was like yeah we were like I mean she worked at a one in Dublin and she was like it was mental half the time and they like had to trade her about like code words if there was like a McBomb like under like one of the chairs and stuff like this (laughs) so I mean even like tiny things like that I think if like you don't realize it until you kind of look back and you're going like oh god yeah like I mean that probably like informed a little bit of like what happened there like but as I said you're in showrooms and you literally were making bridges in your songs because you're like wow well, the, the reverb in here yeah. mm. <laughs> I'm such a weirdo like uh well actually one thing I will say about the showroom is uh, the area we were in there was always kids that would like run about and we had to lock the door because they'd come in and steal like the fake apples and all <laughs> off the off the uh, thing so like I'd have to like march over and be like point my finger and I'm not a very serious person uh-huh. or I like I could not discipline a child at all so I was just like you stop that like you need to stop that and then what like I'm quite tall as well so they were like oh you're taller than I thought because you don't only ever see me sit down but then I'd, I'd have to lock the door but you'd literally like run to the door to try and stop them from stealing the fake apples it's, so there we that's go that's probably the most tragic thing that's happened you know <laughs> I mean there we are I mean like God, like, I mean, having to show people eggs, kids steal apples. I mean, you, you really did get the I've fall. I've had it so tough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm kind of like, I don't mean to be like shit. No, you buy the, ch- buy anyway. I just, I like, like, I, asp- like, I wish I had more of that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh, like, so you're, yeah. I think you're just like worked out that you've like, been strategic enough around like um this isn't what I want to do I'm gonna go off this whether like everybody else is stuck with their things being like surely this is my life now and then they're gonna like realize I'm far too late they're like why was I in that job for like three years Jesus so no like I mean you're probably like a cautionary to be like yeah um when you don't want to do that don't do it and look where it can end up (laughs) like (laughs) yeah no exactly but this is the thing like I I will say like those jobs I've had like I, there are obviously aspects I did enjoy, you know, everyone I worked with was great and things like that. But I just knew that like that eventually, mm. like that's not the column for me. But I'm very like, like I'm hilarious because when I did work in the kitchen showroom, I was like, I could 
I could design kitchens. Like, no, I couldn't. Do you know what I mean? Like, I convinced myself, like, if I just knew some of the measurements, I could 100% design a kitchen. It's not like, you know, like the de- designers went to uni and actually studied this and all, but I'm like, God, I no. could do that. Like, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm just really, like, optimistic. I don't know. And you're like, have but, people thought about using brass in tops? Like, yeah. Mm, don't know, like, mm, crazy. Exactly. Um, but I suppose, like, from, like, this like those kind of like jobs and things like this like now what like you're doing at the moment you said you've kind of been like non-stop really since releasing a new single you know conducting still doing interviews and stuff like this from home you're saying that you're just back in studio there like last week like what does like an average day actually look like for you is there everyone that's the same because even you're saying this is my week off and then you're like yeah but you're one of my three interviews today I was going like sorry what <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I don't know I like I, my schedule is one of those ones. It's wee, it's a wee bit hectic and it can change at any time. Like, you know, I've missed set days for being, uh, doing the ATL work. Like, you know, like Monday for me, say it's like a Monday, like I'll be, um, and we're in live. Uh, we work up weird now because of with lockdown and everything. Basically, we work, we work for like the week ahead now, whereas mm-hmm. before we would have done all the prep for like, the show maybe like on that Monday I would have a really long Monday and just bash it out but usually like during the week I'll be I'll be listening to songs and making up running orders with the team and I'll be interviewing people for a world exclusive section and then sometimes we'll have we'll have session guests on and then other times we have other interviews if we're doing like a package we'll put that together and you'll be speaking to loads of different people and then on top of that obviously I have to write what I'm going to say on the show because I, you know, I could not be winging it now. Nobody wants to hear that. Um, so that takes time. And then there's other projects that I could be working on for recently. Um, I was, I did a slot on Six Music. And um, so I was getting stuff ready for that, getting the run in order, links, things like that on top of my other show. And then um, obviously I have my music stuff as well mm. on top of that. So um, that could be, I could be in a songwriting session. Um, later that evening um, obviously over Zoom because you know social distancing uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah things like that where I could be writing a song or be working on the track laying down vocals um, and then yeah that's, that's kind of like a standard that's more like an overview of like what I do more mm. in a week or so um, but like yeah because I don't, I don't think I have like just the standard day because anything could happen if that makes sense like I'm always very like if I get an email through for something, I may, you might, somebody might be like, right, Gemma, I need you to interview such and such at like mm. 3 p.m. or whatever, you know, and I'm like, yep, I'm there or I'm not there. Like, do you know what I mean? It <laughs> so um, it's very, it just changes um, quite, quite regularly, but it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it and it's uh, it's good to be busy, so I can't complain. Yeah, so. it's it seems to suit you. Like, I mean, <laughs> you're not being slowed down by it anyways. And like, I suppose like as well, has there been any like major standout moments that came from this like quite eclectic, you know, career and like industry so far that you thought would have like never happened? I suppose when like a big person that I would love like listen to as well, like as um would be Malachi. And when I say that you have a work with him, I was like, holy shit. Like, has there been any of those ones? Or I suppose like even your, isn't it um like this collective that you've got together as well with other female mm-hmm. artists isn't it axe collective or yeah yeah, yeah. the axe collective yeah yeah like have as 
is there any of those kind of situations that you've kind of been like look back on and you'd be like wait holy shit like I did not see this kind of like be like part of my life or like or maybe it's even just like presenting as you said you're like didn't see that one coming (laughs) yeah um there's been lots of moments in my life like that that I do look back and I'm like what did that actually happen and at the t- I'm very blasé about things and I don't mean to be like I obviously think like things are a big deal and stuff like that but I'm just like I don't know I just they're there and I'm like that was great but let's let's move on and let's not get too like caught up on things like that mm. but um like there are there are moments like I remember doing a competition and um, when I was like I don't know I must have been like 17 or something like that mm. um and um yeah I uh I got the opportunity to represent Northern Ireland and play in the Indigo in the O2 in London, which is massive. Like, but like looking back, I was like, oh yeah, like we're just doing the thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's, so it's things like Gemma, that. I and... definitely do not know what you mean. But I love I'm very... that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. No, but yeah, I suppose that's like half the battle is being able to take the time to look back and reflect and go like oh shit like that get away like mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah no there definitely is like um another standout moment for me well musically my first ever festival that I got to play at was Glasgow like I say I'm biased because all <laughs> all uh all things Glasgow are great but that was my every very first festival festival performance um and I was like whoa like this is what I want to do um and then it's just like things like when I played electric picnic for the first time when I got to do um backing vocals with Sole um I remember I'd met her earlier that year and she sent me a message and I was like oh my god like it's like you want me to do backing vocals for you um, <laughs> and then getting to do amazing things like getting to play on the main stage of the body and soul and get to play longitude like there are some experiences that I will never forget and I'm so thankful that I got the opportunity to do because they're just they're sick and um even with the presenting the fact that they even asked me to present like and I got offered the job is mental um like that's a standout moment for me um also getting to interview Gary Lightbody like like I I've only just been doing this like not not even a year yet and I got the opportunity (laughs) to do that and when I did do that, that was in November. I started in October. That's crazy. Like, that shouldn't happen. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's mad. So there are wee things like that. that I'm, I am a wee bit like, oh, how did that, how did that happen? Um, yeah. So, yeah, even like, like I say, X Collective, being a part of that is great because as a solo, um, as a solo artist, um, not that it could be lonely, but it can also because you are by yourself, you know, mm. um, whereas if you're in a, band like this three or four of you whatever you know mm. um it's great to be a part of something like that and also that collaboration with Malky at the time I'd only just actually heard of his stuff because we had been playing him on the show and I was like oh this is really good mm. um and then he reached out and I was like well send me a track let's see what we can do together and I was like this track's deadly I want to be on it so <laughs> do you know what I mean it's it's nice like um I just I just really love organic kind of um progressions like that and mm. I guess they are standout moments and then obviously even just releasing my own music getting that out there into the world like that was a big thing for me this year was um releasing 
new music again because I hadn't put something out in a while. So um, it's just nice to be able to achieve that, you know. Yeah. And I suppose like as well, you probably like never thought of like, I'm going to be chatting to um some wee specky kid like in each other, like do you know what I mean? across Zoom in our bedrooms, like like even things like this are mad. They're crazy. Like I mean, this is like the, the the bar has been set to a new high. I I know you didn't want to like say it because like didn't want like embarrass me, but I I understand that, Gemma. Honestly, it's, it's it's fine. Like I get it. Um, <laughs> I'm just cringing myself out at this that stage. Too, like of course, that too. I did not know I was going to be on for interviews. So. <laughs> not many yeah. people did. <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose, like, um, it's a, it doesn't really sound like I'm like I have a question out here, like any horse or stuff haven't worked in the industry, but it sounds like that you've had like a pretty like you know well rounded you know like progression into and like everything's been like everybody's been really like helpful like with the things so far and stuff like this. Like yeah. I'm sure you know there's probably been like your own struggles, but like in the grand scheme of things, like. Like, it sounds like you've had a relatively, you know, enjoyable time. You're I like, have, you're not, like, com- not complaining too much. No, I think um, it's one of those things. I'm just very thankful for all the opportunities that have been thrown my way. Like, there have obviously been, like, hardships and things like that. But it's just one of those things, you know, when you're faced with a hurdle like that, just, you know, jump over it, move on to the next thing and just work hard. Like, that mm. is one thing I always say, especially to, like, sing a bridge and get over it yeah yeah like you know what I mean like yes you're gonna have setbacks but like you know go on (laughs) to the next and do better do you know what I mean so Mm. um yeah I just I think it's important uh, just to work hard and then the opportunities will come you know so wise words put that put that on I'm getting, put getting that on real the serious here I know <laughs> yeah. and you can tell I'm getting uncomfortable because I'm like oh my god I can't sustain like a serious conversation I'm literally like blah 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 <laughs> <laughs> this is why I couldn't do the stuff that you do like being like talk about lyrics and musical things I'm like yeah but like Okay, <laughs> like, like <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I just like when the chain like picks up a bit. <laughs> but I suppose, um, I'm just conscious that you do have loads more things to do today, obviously, and you've been so lovely and grateful with your time, like chatting away to me, chatting other, like entertaining my bollocks chat, like. So I suppose <laughs> I'll leave it at this kind of one that I always ended on. Like, what does the future hold for Gemma? Like. Is there a five-year plan or is there any big goals that you want to achieve that you haven't yet? Like, are you just kind of saying, you know, taking every opportunity as it's come? And because it seems to have worked out pretty well for you, this strategy so far, or I suppose, yeah, what, what, what's the future have in store? Um, I always say world domination like that is that that is the angle uh you know <laughs> thank you the brain style <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah no I think yeah like I say I'm just I'm very much keep my head down um take opportunities as they come and um just see what I can do um with that um yeah I'm very boring uh, but like <laughs> you know uh yeah like I say I just work hard and um what comes my way I'll um 
accept it with open arms, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe release another track, another album. Maybe I mean, and then once you kind of go those wee bits, Bob's, yeah, then world domination. That like just comes after anyways, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or if that wants to come first, that's cool too. So hey, yeah. <laughs> don't cross yeah. it off. I mean, exactly. yeah, if the opportunity arises, I mean, yeah. got got to go with the flow. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but here, um, Gemma, thank you so much for coming on to an episode of Interviews. I've had a, like, well, actually, this, like, you're actually the first musician I've had, you know, on the show. So I'm actually, like, this is my first time that I've actually got to chat about music, which clearly I know nothing oh. about. Um, <laughs> but I mean, just finding out about yourself, like, has been really lovely because you're one of those ones mm-hmm. I'd always kind of, you know, seen when you're getting into, like, these, uh, roles within BBC and then I was like oh wait what's she doing mm-hmm. in the background like I was really interested yeah. actually I think my cousin um she would have been an art student uh in mm-hmm. or she is still an art student but I think she actually did like a album cover like kind of like project whatever oh. for years yeah that'd be my cousin Alana yeah. yeah yes yeah oh that was <laughs> sick actually um her stuff that she did was really cool I've been on like um a, a development program and then they got like they got like um art people to um come and create like uh yeah covers and merch <laughs> designs things like that and they were so cool actually they're yeah. really good so i suppose like just from like you know seeing that and stuff like this i was like god i really want to like chat to you know this girl like find out yeah. what it's all about so no i um also we plugged there for my cousin alana finn art if anybody wants to get her yeah. stuff go find her <laughs> go find her, yeah. find her. she's <laughs> making masks they're actually really good yeah. uh, <laughs> but if people also i suppose for yourself want to you know mm-hmm. follow see where you're going um what you're doing how can they get in touch or where can they find you on yeah they can find me everywhere you know facebook twitter instagram all that um just Gemma bradley music um for twitter it's Gemma underscore bradley underscore um and spotify is Gemma bradley um yeah and it's Gemma with a g and two m's I, like just just in case anyone doesn't know how to spell or anything like that. Banana <laughs> doesn't spell my name right, so just in case I just have to put that out there. Yeah. yeah just in case there's any you know people can't like, find out. Yeah. <laughs> but no here thank you so much and um i hope that you have a great rest of the day and um nice. yeah ho- hopefully you actually get some rest on your like week off tactically like do you know what I mean? oh don't worry i've been sloth and i've had my sloth days so <laughs> <laughs> well here i'll see you later and i can't wait to see what you Come out with next. <laughs> Cheers. All right. Thanks so See much for having me. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Interviews. If you'd like to support the podcast, please do give us a like, share, subscribe. And if you're on Apple Podcasts all, give us a rating, give us a wee five stars. Yeah, go on. Be cheeky. Um, honestly, all of that stuff really does help. And if you'd like to get in touch with any suggestions who you would like to hear me interview next, you can... I'm on socials, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's at Finterviews underscore podcast or at Finterviews pod. And yeah, um, thanks for tuning in again. And I'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>